This summer, Naval Criminal Investigative Service arrested 16 Marines on charges of human smuggling in front of about 800 other Marines. The Union Tribune reviewed the video, which shows each of the 16 Marines handcuffed, searched, and then paraded in front of the formation one by one. That action, according to a lawyer for one of the arrested, has poisoned the jury. For the San Diego Union Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Andrew Dyer, you're the military reporter for the Union Tribune, and recently we've learned a little bit more about what happened in July with the arrest of Marines for human smuggling. What are the new developments? Well, um, late last week I received a tip that uh, the Marine Corps Public Affairs Office for the 1st Marine Division at Camp Pendleton had recorded the entire arrest on video Mm -hmm. and were in possession of a video of the arrest of these uh, Marines. Um, Now, when this happened in July, it was pretty big news. Um, We did report at the time that the arrest took place in front of the battalion formation and that, you know, a lot of Marines witnessed the arrests. Um, Officials with division told uh, not just the Union Tribune but other media outlets that these arrests were intentional and that they were meant to kind of send a message and uh, it was a, a, a deliberate performative act. And can you describe what you saw on the video? And it's worth noting you don't have position of the video. You simply saw it, right? I am trying very hard to uh, obtain a copy of the video. I do not have one. Um, however, I have seen the video um, and it's um, it the video that I saw um, kind of begins after the Marines have already been called up to the front. However, based on a, a filing in one of the cases, we we do know that the uh, the sergeant major for the uh, battalion um, had in his hand a, a red folder. Um, now, that might not mean much to you or me, but in the Marine Corps, uh, these are uh, red folders normally hold awards citations. And so... He, he got up to the front of the uh, the battalion and said, Marines to be recognized, and pulled out a list of names from this red folder, called everybody up to the front. Um, there Now, you can't see it in the video, and um, it's not in the screenshots that came with the story, but there were mm-hmm. actually two groups of Marines. There were the uh, a group of Marines that were arrested uh, for allegedly being part of a human smuggling ring. There were also eight other Marines um, off to the side that you can't see in the video who were questioned and released for an unrelated unrelated drug offenses, uh, alleged drug offenses. Um, so he reads the names of everybody uh, for both camps. And then um, once they're all up at the front, the uh, he, he kind of steps off to the side um, points at the line of Marines. There, in the video, there are 15. The Marine Corps told us that 16 were arrested that day. My understanding is that one was arrested in, in a different place, maybe mm-hmm. at a different time. Um, but in the video, there are 15 at the front of the formation. Sergeant Major points at them and says, NCIS, arrest these Marines. So it's kind of like a bait and switch in a way, right? Well, yeah. These guys thought they were receiving some kind of award. Um mm-hmm based on the way that they did this. Um, and then it's really striking in the video because um, you can't see any of these agents 
and out of uh, the on the right side and on the left side and then behind the formation just a swarm of uh, law enforcement come in some of them are they're all wearing like tactical vests um, that say NCIS some have other um, other agencies on there it's it's federal uh, I believe CID but uh, mostly this was an NCIS operation um, of course the Naval Criminal Investigative Service they investigate the Navy and Marine Corps um, and they 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 get the Marines there's uh, about two officers per Marine mm-hmm. they uh, put them in handcuffs uh, pat them down search them and then kind of one by one just parade them in front of uh, one of the platoon there's really only one platoon visible in the video mm-hmm. um, and they just kind of walk them right in front of the platoon one by one uh, in cuffs Um you know, it's very dramatic, yeah. and um, right after that, the uh, the commanding officer, the battalion, makes some remarks. Um, it's difficult to hear. Uh, the the ver- version of the video that I was shown had been um, enhanced by a, mm-hmm. a person who works with video, and um, you can hear you know hear him making comments about uh, how destructive the those Marines were to like the, the mission of the, the battalion. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time they're, you know, they're getting ready to go on deployment. So they're characterized by the commanding officer as a, as a distraction uh-huh. to the mission. All right. So this whole kind of dramatic arrest, is that normal? Why do it this way? Um, well, if you believe the Marine Corps, it's to send a message. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they know that, you know, they've got 800 Marines in there, uh, predominantly male, uh, predominantly very young. I think the average age is something like 19. It, it's, it's you know, this these are not the prime decision-making years. So, uh, you know, they, this type of thing is done to kind of let people know that if you, you mess up, we're going to uh, we're gonna come down on you. Um, when I was in the Navy, it was not uncommon for the captain of the ship to have like a open captain's mass and we've all got to go and watch people get non-judicial punishment. However, this is different. And, um, the court filing that I referenced in the story kind of spells this out because, um, there have been cases in the past where, uh, a commanding officer had a member of their crew, uh, one of their soldiers, I believe this was an army case, um, kind of arrested similarly in front of the entire command and uh, the courts ruled that this was unlawful command influence. Mm-hmm. Um, now, unlawful command influence is something in the military justice system. It's, it's, it's something that is very difficult, I think, for uh, the military to get a handle on because of the way these cases are tried. Every case has like a convening authority who has a lot of discretion in how cases proceed, whether or mm-hmm. not it goes to trial, which charges go forward, and um, anything from the command to influence the decision about whether to go forward with these charges um, is is against the Uniform Code of Military Justice. So this uh, the filing argues that two violations occurred. One, pre-trial punishment um, mm-hmm. that by arresting them and, and kind of embarrassing them in front of their entire battalion, um, the commanding, you know, was essentially punishing them yeah. for a crime that they had not been convicted of. Mm-hmm. And two, 
um, unlawful command influence because of the comments the commanding officer made um, about the guilt or innocence of these Marines. Now, um, under the Uniform Code of Military Justice, um, service members have the same rights that other um, that civilians have. Other people have, um, the, which is the presumption of innocence. And anything from your commanding officer um, that goes otherwise can be seen as a, as a influencing the outcome of the proceeding and is a, against the law. Yeah, and that's basically the main argument is that the jury pool is now poisoned because they've seen all of their the members of their same platoon be arrested in this public manner and become the source of conversation and I imagine you know comments among the military universe. So it's kind of difficult to have the usual justice system as it would normally play out. Right. And in that court filing, um, the attorney for one of these Marines, um, you know, she lays it out that she tried to interview witnesses of this arrest um, to prepare for to defend her client and that she was told by Marines that they had been ordered not to talk to anybody about it. Um, now, that's not true. You you can't order witnesses in a case not to talk to um, the attorney for the mm-hmm. defendant and um I think eventually they came around and agreed to to talk with her. But initially they they indicated they had been told not to talk to anybody about Mm -hmm. it. And also, can you explain what these 16 Marines were accused of doing? So this all kind of started um, in early July. Two Marines were arrested by Border Patrol after an agent saw them allegedly pick up some unauthorized immigrants, um, I think in the Delzura area. Two Marines were arrested and uh, initially charged in federal court. Uh, those cases have since shifted to the military system. But um, out of that investigation, this uh, alleged ring uh, showed up. And um, the Marines did give me charge sheets. Um, although 16 were, were taken into custody that day, um, they've charged 13 with this alleged ring. Mm-hmm. And the charge sheets are all basically the same either trans, uh, transporting unauthorized immigrants um, and or conspiracy to transport. So um, there's not a lot of variation in those charges. I think one of them may have, um, one of them is charged with unlawful possession of a firearm. Um, however, the main crux mm-hmm. is the, the human smuggling. A lot of Marines um, have, have firearms, obviously. Mm-hmm. And... I guess, do we have a sense of where kind of this ring came from? Is this just like a a vague Craigslist ad or someone on Facebook being like, hey, I'll give you money if you pick up this person, this place? What kind of, you know, conspiracy is this that we know now? We don't know anything about this case, the particulars of the case, other than the very vague um, legalese in these charge sheets. And that's because the, the Marine Corps has not, um, has not told us. Mm-hmm. Um, each case is being prosecuted independently. This is not being prosecuted together. So that means we have 13 Marines, 13 different court dates, 13 different uh, pretrial hearings, 13 different defense attorneys. Um, and we just don't know the particulars uh, of this alleged ring or who the, uh, the leaders of it might have been. Mm-hmm. And certainly, like, the, the time and place of this occurring is also worth noting with all of the policies to prevent asylum seekers from getting across the border. It kind of shifts the demand toward human smugglings and coyotes to whoever's willing to do that dangerous and illegal job. 
Right. Um, because it's so difficult to cross in populated areas, you have migrants who, who go further into the desert mm-hmm. uh, to cross. And, um, you know, they if you cross out there, you need somebody to pick you up. And that creates kind of this financial incentive um, for people willing to break the law. Um, it's it, it could look like easy money. Mm-hmm. And certainly focusing on the enlisted service members is kind of a, you know, who better to not get pulled over than, you know, a bunch of enlisted members. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I think for if you look at these, uh, the the Marines that were charged, you know, they are all between, uh, you know, E3s, E4s. They are not, um, you know, they are not the people getting, uh, pulling big paychecks for their military service. Um, these are folks that are on the bottom end of the pay scale. Mm-hmm. And what's the reaction been in kind of the, the online military world of veterans and enlisted service members of, you know, people with their opinions? You know, I think that the decision to arrest these Marines like this um, has been just seen as a little hubristic by the uh, by the division, by the, the command of the Marine Corps. Um you know, Marines have a well-earned reputa- reputation of being kind of more hard-nosed and, you know, this is the way we're going to do things. We're Marines. We do things a certain way. We uphold a certain standard. Um, you know, they're not really interested in necessarily the concerns of, of the defense attorneys and the online uh, <laughs> online military mm. uh, people, um, the, the permanently online folks that... <laughs> They're enlisted there. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but certainly I think the uh, the allegation made by the defense attorney about the unlawful command influence, um, that, that, that could bear out um, the fact that the video exists um, and we can see what happened that day. And, um, and now um, today the Marine Corps de- declined to release that video. Um, you know, it was filmed by their public affairs office. You know, mm-hmm. that's normally who releases um, stuff to the media. So I think that this is just another um, – there's this whole backdrop of a entire review of the Navy and Marine Corps, uh, JAG Corps, of uh, prosecutors, um, attorneys, uh, that is ongoing, kind of coming out of the, the Eddie Gallagher case. Mm-hmm. Um, so – a lot of, I think, defense attorneys that I've talked to in the military justice system, they're very frustrated with the tactics of NCIS mm-hmm. and military prosecutors who are hesitant to turn over exculpatory evidence. Um, they don't turn over all their discovery. We saw this time and again in the Gallagher case. And, um, you know, the existence of this video um, was not immediately uh, made Uh, known to defense attorneys in in this case. Yeah, it seems in a sense that uh, the military is struggling with a sense of ideals of do we follow the rules as written or do we do what we think is right based on people we are serving with, which sometimes those two things can clash. Yeah, I mean, the rules are very clear. Um, All branches of the military follow the UCMJ, um, but 
as of late with some of these cases and um, especially, you know, the ones I'm most familiar with are in San Diego mm-hmm. where we've seen tactics from NCIS um, such as the attempt to spy on the emails of a defense team and a reporter and then this, um, well, what one defense attorney called a circus, sort of a kind of a stunt in front of the, the battalion to arrest a, a group of Marines who are junior enlisted. Mm-hmm. Now, at the same time, we had a battalion commander um, at this division, a lieutenant colonel, um, beat his wife in December, and the Marine Corps was not forthcoming with that information. It took um, it took another reporter digging up civilian court filings to reveal that, that this um, officer had uh, been uh, investigated for domestic violence. And then when we found out about it, they they refused to turn over his charge sheet whenever mm-hmm. they finally decided to prosecute him. And um, both the Union Tribune and other news outlets um, had to file Freedom of Information Act requests just to get the, the charge sheet and the details of what that officer was charged with. So you kind of see this, um, I don't know, if you'd call it a double standard where they kind of protect officers, mm-hmm. but they're they're they're... For their junior enlisted, you know, they're arresting them in front of 800 of their peers. Yeah, and any kind of seeming instance of different, you know, expectations and, you know, fairness trickles down into any organization, lest the military. Right, right. I think um, I think the military, um, the Marine Corps, and the 1st Marine Division um, could really use with a healthy dose of transparency. All right. Andrew Dyer. Thank you so much. Thank you. In other crime news, police have arrested a man in Idaho in connection with a fight that occurred in the gas lamp quarter late Halloween night. Several people were in the brawl, and onlookers were trying to end the fight. Then San Diego Police Lieutenant Sean Takushi was trying to arrest someone when a man dressed as Jesus began yelling anti-police rhetoric and sucker-punched the officer in the face. The man is actually Eric Van Vliet of San Diego, who is pending extradition. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to uniontrib.com slash podcasts. Until next time.